Imagine if you lost your job tomorrow. How long do you think it would be before you started selling things? And how soon before a truck would pull up outside to repossess your car or other things? G'day, it's Peter, and welcome to Office Anywhere, a simple little podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting coat on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. If you've read my post for a while um, here at Office Anywhere and also at uh, midlifetribe.com, then you'll know how much I advocate multiplying your income with a side business. That's because relying on a single source of income makes you pretty vulnerable and a successful side hustle can minimise that risk. I've always worked a job plus one or two side hustles at the same time. Even when I was a spotty little teenager working at the local gym, I never wanted to rely on one company for my money. So I did photography, I did sales, uh, I did odd jobs, and um, my go-to job that I could always make money from was collecting golf balls from the local course and then selling them back to the pro shop or, or even to other golfers on the course. Um, today, though, it's a hundred times easier thanks to this thing called the internet, where almost anyone can create side hustles from their kitchen table. The world is literally awash with ideas that you can turn into a lucrative moneymaker. The thing is, though, finding the time and the energy for a side hustle is hard when you work full time. And if you've got a family or you commute long distances for work every day like I used to, then it's really, really hard. To mitigate those problems, I push the idea of restructuring your work arrangements so you can work remotely, and it's a big part of what I talk about here on Office Anywhere. The reason is it frees up a huge amount of time and energy when you dispense with all of the commuting, the meetings, and the morning prep before you rush out the door. But whether you make that change or not, the fact is it's going to take consistent effort and a stomach for playing the long game. Believe me, it was so much harder 20 years ago when you didn't have cheap computers or smartphones or the internet or social media. It was much, much harder. So this week, we're going to take a look at five things that have worked for me, the practices that give me enough energy to freelance for billion-dollar companies, to have a writing career, uh, to create a podcast like this, and become an active investor. Now, these ideas mightn't give you the stamina of a 20-year-old, but they're going to go a long way to making sure your trailblazing dreams are a lot more plausible. So the very first thing, and the most important thing, I think, is to make sure that whatever you're doing on the side is something that you love. Whenever you try something new, there will always be setbacks. There'll always be disappointments and screw-ups. And to add insult to it all, if you do something just for the money, then you'll almost certainly fail. Worse still... You'll have wasted time pursuing something you shouldn't have started when that time could have been put to something that you might have enjoyed with or without the money. I really can't stress this enough. It's why high-flying executives burn out. It's why lawyers, senior VPs and captains of industry quit their careers. If you do something that you genuinely enjoy, something that falls easily to hand, preferably, something that you'd almost do for free, then you'll make it through the grind. In fact, it probably won't even feel like work. This is critically important because when you get tested, when you become jaded, when you lose hope, if you're doing something just for the money, it's very easy to quit. If you're doing it 
because it's something you just can't not do or because it's something that you genuinely enjoy doing regardless of the money, then you'll plow on through and your chances of success will increase dramatically. If you're going to create a side hustle, pick something that you'll happily do for years before it turns a buck, before it makes money for you. This simple decision alone will give you most of the energy that you'll need to keep going when no one's paying attention to your grand idea. The next idea is to sleep early and start early. Now, whether you're a morning person or not, science has proven that most people's brains produce peak creative energy in the first few hours of the day. Rising early each day to work on your side project, your side hustle, has the added benefit of boosting the rest of your day. Just knowing that you've put in a couple of hours towards your business before you head off to your day to, to your day job is great for your morale. It doesn't have to be a couple of hours, even if it's half an hour, but just doing a little bit each morning is a great morale booster. Because you feel like you're making progress with something that matters, something that matters to you. It also allows you to focus on your day job without wishing you were somewhere else for nine hours a day. And this helps a lot. If you're doing a job that's soul-sucking, monotonous, boring, or, or you just don't believe in it, just knowing that you have something else going on the side that you're building incrementally, even if it's in baby steps, it really does help the time fly. And you don't resent the job so much. Plus, you know, it's paying the bills. So it makes everything a whole lot better. Another thing I recommend doing is scheduling everything, including the things that fall outside your job, or especially the things that fall outside of your job. My schedule covers different segments of my day, including when to wake, when to move, when to exercise, uh, when to write, and when to spend time with my kids. It includes reading, breaks, meals, and sleep. And sleep, incidentally, is the one thing that you shouldn't mess with. If you want to live a better life, and especially if you want to crush it and be super productive during the day, this is one of the single, single greatest life hacks that you can master. Sure, if you're 19 or 20, you've probably got more energy than you know what to do with. I know I certainly did at the time. I mean, I used to work 16 to 18 hour days, even 24 straight hours at a time back in my 20s. And I loved it. I never resented it. Uh, but at 51, though, I think it would probably kill me. Ariana Huffington, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of the Huffington Post, said, the way to a more productive, more inspired, more joyful life is getting enough sleep. All right, third thing is getting off your ass. Sitting these days is the new smoking and drinking and overeating and cheating and probably a dozen other things as well. Truth is, though, sitting all day affects your body's ability to regulate blood sugar and blood pressure and its capacity to metabolize fat. If you sit for more than six hours a day, your risk of heart disease goes up by more than 60%. You increase your risk of cancer and it shaves years off your lifespan. So it's pretty bad then. If your job requires that you sit on your ass all day, you'll know what it does to your energy levels. It obliterates them. Question is, what should you do? Well, I've got two very simple tips. First off is to walk at least twice a day for 20 minutes each time. I do it at 8.30 in the morning when I walk my son to school and I do it again at 3 p.m. before I pick him up from school. And get yourself, the second tip is get yourself a stand-up desk so you can stand and work at different intervals throughout the day. You don't want one that's permanently in a standing position because you want to be able to alternate between sitting and standing. I use one uh, called the Uplift Electric Desk and it really is brilliant. I've had it for years. Um, <clears throat> I've got uh, a couple of links in the blog post that goes along with this podcast episode um, 
it'll take you to a place well on Amazon where you can look at the Uplift Electric Desk and also if you're in Australia, where I got mine in Australia. Uh, just go to officeanywhere.co slash 71 and that'll take you there. Um, the thing is, a stand-up desk doesn't have to be glamorous. I bought uh, my electric one with two presets for my favorite positions, but you can buy a simple mechanical thing that actually sits on top of your desk so you can raise the area with your computer on it. The most important thing is don't stand all day. Um, alternate from standing to sitting every few hours to get the full benefit because doing either of those all day is bad for you. If you do this, if you get yourself a desk or some kind of elevation tool where you can raise and lower your um, position each day throughout the day, then I guarantee you'll notice a difference in your energy levels. It really does make a difference. Okay, the next tip I have is around hydration. Just a 2% drop in your fluid levels actually constitutes dehydration. I was surprised when I first read about this. And the thing is, when you become dehydrated, it reduces your cognitive power and as a result, your productivity. Now, I've been guilty of reaching for coffee and energy drinks like a lot of us do when my energy levels drop. Um, but usually the real culprit is just simply a lack of water. And, uh, you know, a coffee or an energy drink is not going to help. I mean, it might give you a little spike, but you're soon going to come down off that high. The thing is, dehydration is such an easy thing to combat just by upping your daily water intake. The key is awareness and working towards the habit of drinking more. So a few tips are to keep a bottle of water on your desk. I mean, the chances are if it's sitting there, then you'll develop a habit of sipping it frequently. And another thing is don't drink chilled water. The thing is your body won't absorb it until it reaches body temperature. So you're going to waste energy just heating it up in your stomach. Another thing is watch what you snack on. Replace processed foods with things like nuts and fruit. Um, maybe keep a small bowl of it on your desk so that you reach for something healthy um, and that becomes a habit. Another thing, remember that caffeine and alcohol are diuretics. So they just make you pee more and then you lose fluids more quickly. So restrict your intake of those. And finally, sip a glass of water whenever you have a meal. Uh, not only will your intake of fluids go up, but you'll also eat more slowly and you'll feel fuller sooner. The thing is, chronic mild dehydration and inadequate fluid intake create an increased risk of kidney stones, uh, urinary tract cancers, colon cancer, uh, plus it ruins your physical and mental performance. Um, I'll put a link to an article in the blog post that goes with this episode over at officecitywear.co slash 71. And that's an article by um, the Australian Government National Health and Medical Research Council into water and the effect that it has on the body um, and particularly the effect it has when you just lose a small portion of it. So um, have a look at that. It's very interesting. And the last thing is forget perfect when you're pursuing a side hustle. Just aim for done. And when I say done, I don't mean the whole thing done. I just mean whatever it is you're working on that day, just aim to get that little thing done. Now, the thing is, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I'm trying to grow out of it. But the trouble is perfectionism saps energy by slowing your progress and, and it diminishes any pleasure you get from doing the task anyway. And the thing is, if you no longer enjoy what you're doing, then you're going to find dozens of ways to quit. So rather than demand perfection, just seek execution. You can always polish things later on and no one's going to criticize you. At least you're doing something. You're making progress. That's the main thing. Uh, setting activity-based goals, for example, you know, write for 30 minutes each morning uh, versus outcome goals, which might be, for example, publish a book. Activity goals are far more satisfying. And the best thing is you can feel successful immediately because you're doing the thing. 
you're doing the thing that is your goal. Your goal is to have activity, to be doing something on a regular basis. In any case, your version of good enough is probably somebody else's version of awesome. You know, by all means, do great work, but don't become so obsessed with the minutiae lest you decide it's all too hard and you give up. Starting a side business isn't easy, but the beauty of it is you can start small and you can take all the time that you need. There's no one standing over your shoulder with a stopwatch. So by taking small, deliberate steps each day towards your dream, you'll find yourself in that rare group of people who started something they cared about and they didn't give up on it. And that alone is pretty satisfying. But more than that, the world, the market, values consistency. It rewards persistence. Many of the world's greatest businesses started in a garage or on a kitchen table. Often, they began with very simple goals, predicated on serving a particular niche in a particular way. Yours might work, or it might not. But if you believe in what you're doing, and you enjoy doing it, especially if you enjoy doing it, then you've already won. And if you persist, and you listen to what the market tells you, and you iterate as you go, you'll probably wake up one day with the life that you've always dreamed about. The question is, will you give this dream of yours the energy that it requires. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for hanging out with me on the Office Anywhere podcast. Like I said, if you want to read the blog post and check out the links that go along with this episode, then just go to officeanywhere.co slash 71. And until next week, here's to working and living on your terms. I'll catch you then. See ya.